And um, what is Dick of All Trades? I'm like, I, I, I'm, like, I'm like, that's an interlock and, and landscaping company. <laughs> wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you get that job? I did. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because they're like, they're like, they're looking at the CV like, well, doesn't know the name of the university you went to. Worked for Dick of All Trades. Yeah, sounds like a prime candidate. <laughs> the worst part is he's the best one today. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome back to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, and uh, welcome for the first time for potential new listeners. Uh, my name is Crofton Sears. I am the coronavirus of this podcast. With me, as always, uh, the Budweiser botulism of this podcast. I'm talking about Bo Schwartz and the Guinness germs of this podcast. I'm talking about Michael Hodgins. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit show. I feel like it should have been like the Guinness gastro intention oh, intestinal gastro Guinness gastro. <laughs> I was looking for that Rolled earlier. Off the tongue better. Oh. You should have consulted me. I should. But have. Oh well, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. It would have been better. Well, anyway, how are you, gentlemen, doing? Uh, doing all right. You know, I noticed something about myself. And in vis-a-vis the whole COVID-19 thing, uh, it now is impacting how I watch television shows that were filmed before before any of this. I, was, I started watching Ozark, uh, which seems okay. And like people are like sitting next to each other. I'm like, oh, God, look, they're like two feet apart. Uh, don't they know what six feet is? And I'm like, it actually <laughs> is affecting me. And like people are all in each other's faces. And I'm like, this is like – it's it's seeped into my brain of how human interaction should be, and I'm like, wow, wow, that happened kind of quick, and you know. That I'm like, that's it. It feels now unnatural to be close to a to a person who's not in your household, you know. And when I see I, it, I feel like, oh, it's weird. One thing you see that with a lot is commercials, and I don't watch commercials because I don't. I, I'm a cord cutter, and uh, and I'm mostly I just don't see them anymore. Um, but uh, I was watching WrestleMania. And uh, this was this was like right, you know, enough time had come by that we were in like pandemic mode, but not enough time where now all the commercials have adjusted. But but every single commercial is like some guy at a party eating a Snickers or some some people in a giant group eating a Snickers or throwing Snickers into a giant hole. Bottom line is. There's people are in groups, not socially distancing all the time in commercials. Like, it's just crazy. Like, you can't even watch it. You're like, it takes you out of everyone. You're like, that situation would never happen again, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get back to normal. Like, I'm just assuming once it passes over, we're going to forget about it as quickly as we adapted. I hope hope so. That'll be be what it is, I think. Some things are going to persists maybe it's just like I, I was just chatting with some pat neighbor passerby the day from a safe distance of course and, and and just like the the whole thing that's weird about this is is unknowns you know we're just like because that's it you're like well, how long is this going to last what is it going to look like after will there be a vaccine or is this going to prolong for years is there going to be a tree it's just unknown 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 like that's essentially the the thing we're in and it's just like that's in sort of irritating place to be you know to be like well oh, and uh, i was attending like this sort of mental health seminar thing where the guy was speaking and said mental health right now is a lot related to people's ability their personal ability to cope with uncertainty and that everybody has a different to- tolerance with the level of uncertainty that they're willing to deal with and it, it's funny because i realized that with me i've been working a new job since january there's been a lot of uncertainty surrounding the job even if covid had not happened and so i'm dealing with that uncertainty and then you're dealing with you know the uncertainty of this and if in your life you had more uncertainty um then then that that would make it very challenging and the other thing he said is that people tend to label what they're feeling wrong and it's hard to label hard to address the way you feel if you label it incorrectly and he says the two terms that are thrown around the most are anxiety and depression as as like things that but when they're those are medical terms and the really when covid first broke 
people were feeling scared often, uh, like when, when we didn't know what was going on a little bit. And, and the way you deal with fear is not the same way you deal with anxiety. Um, and anxiety is an overreaction to a situation where a global pandemic, being scared during a global pandemic is not necessarily an overreaction. It's, that is like just good mental health. Yeah, it's, it's almost irrational, right? Like it's yeah, very, it's very right. rational to be like, there's a pandemic. Ah, <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. No, that is it. That's actually, not- it would be less mentally healthy if there's a pandemic, global pandemic going on, and you're like, oh, everything's cool. Yeah, you're like, you know, oh, like wow. okay. yeah, you're you're that would be a weird you yeah. know detachment. If you were going to someone's funeral that you loved and you were just like had a big smile on your face and like this is an awesome day, well, probably mentally you're not. You're not but as it, healthy as somebody that's upset in that circumstance. But like right? the way to prevent anxiety is like part. It's like there's medications and stuff in extreme cases. But the best way to do it is if you can, just like uh, therapy, like if not personal therapy, like knowing what your triggers are, avoiding situations, having mantras that you tell yourself to calm yourself down, and techniques like breathing deeply and stuff like that. Like there's things that you do when you get in that state to unget you out of that state. Right. Um. But it, you want to all, all, like avoid being in that state. And now with every, everything being so like potentially a trigger, depending on what makes you irrationally anxious, it's like heightened for them. Like I could, I could, you know, for the first couple of weeks, I was paranoid. I still kind of am. I, I think I just let it slide off my back now because nothing's happened. But I'm like, do I every day? I'm like, do I have it? I'm going out about my business, working and shopping, and I'm like. I have my carrier. I don't know. Like I think about it a lot. I could easily descend into like madness. You know what I mean? But yeah. And a funny thing of like, of like, especially with the whole, like there's no, you may have no symptoms. Half of people have no symptoms. It becomes this weird, like, it's it's like a science fiction thing where you're like you're like who's the sun well yeah kind of it's like it's like some people have a mind control bug in them but you don't know and or or like it's just it seems like a sci-fi trope you're looking around someone's got it but there's no way to know and they don't even know you know some know but some don't and then you're like it's yeah exactly it's totally like that and and weirdly so i also heard this thing where some people i guess are uh, you know, you know, being fatalistic about it of just being like, okay, well, whatever, it's out there, I might get it, I'm, uh, whatever. <laughs> Those and, people and in the, Florida who are partying, the <laughs> well, there's a lot of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, just being fatal, but but that some of this fa- being fatalistic about it is it apparently p- some people are are sort of assuming or or incorrectly thinking this thing is way more contagious than it is so they're like well i'm bound to get it so i just won't do anything and 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 then this article was saying like like no no it's it's contagious it's not that contagious like if you do a couple of things you probably won't get it uh but so people think it's like super contagious and that's not really the case yeah those people don't uh, then, understand proportion like <laughs> proportions yeah basically. like it's like yeah if you they go around one like, number and they're like oh my god and you're like well actually the rate you know you're more likely to be an uninfected person than an infected person just, oh just yeah i mean speaking. it's still you know like I mean? three percent so. of people have got it or something not even yeah i definitely was like that at the beginning where i just assumed oh, okay we're all gonna get it it's just we need to get it in a way that's not going to be overwhelm the healthcare system. But it was a in my mind, it was a guarantee I was going to get it. It was just like, you know, like chicken pox when you're a kid. You're just like, I'm going to get it at one point. Right. But but the reality is that it's not a you know, it is not a guarantee. And I don't know about you guys. Like I have I have kids and so I'm used, especially in the winter, used to getting sick all the time with all the crap they bring back. And I will say that during this period, we're Everybody is much less sick because we are, you know, yeah. we're, we're we're avoiding this one thing, but consequently, we're avoiding everything, you know. So it is that yeah, is a side. I've noticed that too. Yeah, I've also noticed. That. I'm like, man, it's been a long time since I've had this, the sniffles. Yeah, yeah, same. I haven't. Well, I, I feel like I've had like a runny nose. Yeah, it's allergy. It's allergy season, and I'm big so. on allergies. And my wife just got them for the first time this year. And it is funny because, like, if you're outside and about, like, say you're walking somewhere and you sneeze or you sniff or whatever, like you're a pariah instantly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like oh you're god. like, oh, oh my god! And I'm like, no, look, we're surrounded by pollinators here, folks. You know, but uh, 
it it is uh it is pretty funny uh, i i've been taking claritin and it's been doing a good job of like you know um uh, for 20 for 24 hours but it is something that i'm super cognizant about like soon as i cough and i'll do it like right into my arm and stuff i i just look around and i see like seven sets of eyes looking at me and I'm, <laughs> he's infected it is kill bad. him <laughs> Have you had any weird interactions with anyone, uh, you know, as a result of this? Because it's very much like a Curb Your Enthusiasm type world where, like, the merest, you know, impropriety in, like, curbside etiquette or sidewalk etiquette or, you know, walking etiquette could result in, you know, because it's, it's, these are unwritten rules. Like, there isn't a manual somewhere that everyone's read and that we're doing these things. We're all kind of doing these things as well, we understand them. So has anyone had a, f- a weird interaction as a result of this? Well, not pretty. Well, what I was going to say was that like, there is one rule. It's like, stay two meters apart from people. <laughs> like that's, so there's that one. Right. And, and, and I would say like, I haven't had any like odd or strange interaction other than the fact that I'm sure I, I feel that I'm acting differently in like a grocery store. When I go in a grocery store, I am like, you know, I, I just, I have this feeling like there's like a force field around other people that I'm like, I am avoiding, you know, I'm, I'm moving different weirdly. And I'm sure it's, you know, some people are probably like, Oh, this guy's paranoid or whatever, just cause oh, I'm trying. Everyone's to- like that. Everyone's going through that. Yeah. Cause all you gotta well, do is touch people- the wrong thing. It's like a video game where you can't see the surfaces that kill you. Well, some <laughs> people are, like, um, but some something? people are, are, I don't know if they're like oblivious or just haven't gotten the message. Like I talked to this guy, this, this, uh, air conditioning guy who was fixing a place across the street from my dad's house. I wanted to get a card for air conditioning repair repair. And I was like, okay, I got to do the handoff from this guy, you know, uh, to get this card other than, <laughs> and he, and then, so I kind of like reached my hand out as far as I could because, you know, he wasn't clearly wasn't going to like put it on the ground. <laughs> so I was like, I grab it. And then, but then he walks like right in, like I'm talking like he's like a foot and a half from my face. And I was like, ah, and then it's like awkward. Cause I'm like, my initial reaction is to like jump. <laughs> I didn't quite do that. I sort of like slowly moved away, but I'm like, oh, this is awkward now because this guy doesn't, I didn't read the, the, the six feet or, or is not it doesn't care or doesn't it. care I've seen a guy in the grocery yeah. store who was just like walking towards the baked goods and he didn't care who was in his way and it was so funny because it reminded me of like Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man because like People, people are just like, oh my god, just jumping out of the way, you know. Like, and he's walking here. Got my croissants. All right, I'm out of here. And then an old lady's like back, back oh and away. And it's, it's, it's a, uh, it is, it is funny because it's like there is power in not caring, but it, it, it's power at the detriment of others, right? And that's the thing. We got to work together. And if yeah. you get jerks, yeah. then you know. I, I was waiting. Kind of- the new lineups are bad, though. Oh yeah, because they don't, I, so I was at the grocery store go, and I was buying things at the square part. You know the square counters of the grocery store. You know those usual caches and stuff. Sort of big square area where it's special because they have cigarettes back there, basically, um, and lottery tickets. <laughs> so I was waiting in line at that part of the grocery store, giving a respectful amount of distance, and then an old lady walked up in front of me and just took the place in front of me. <laughs> And I was like, should I say something? I was really pissed at the time. Anyways, but like people are cutting in front of me at, in lineups because I'm trying to give them yeah, a lot of space. And then people walk in and then usually they're seniors. So I'm like, yeah, I can't, you know, I can't be mad about that. It's funny. I just realized like I have no idea where they like because I don't smoke. I have no idea where they sell the cigarettes in like a grocery store or whatever. When you're explaining it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know where that is, you know. But uh, I, I guess well, it's a square. That, like, it's a square area, like right in the front. You know where all the caches are? There's always that square area where the boss of the cash register people hang. I know. Out. There's always a little area where I you buy you're, a water. You're like forty, dude. That. Like you've never seen that part of the of every grocery store ever in our lifetime. Maybe I just. Maybe I just blur it. Like I'm just going to random cash. It's, it's like, usually like like near where the the fast checkout is. Then yeah. behind there, probably where the manager sits. Or to be like, I'm gonna it. I'm gonna look next time. Oh There's definitely like, most grocery stores. Have I'm I'm like the opposite of Sherlock Holmes. You know, you know how he identifies but all these little things. You didn't have to things? investigate anything. You just had to be in the grocery store and use your eyes for looking. 
like like it's right there. I, I just, <laughs> ignore the biggest the biggest clues are unapparent to him. All right, um, speaking of, kind of, I've never wait, investigated I got one other this button. very obvious cash register placement, very distinct square. So my area my sort of. Uh, old person funny covid story was I, I i did go to a bakery pretty recently to buy also some croissants crofton but unlike the jerk you described i waited this is a small bakery this is like three people in the store at a time and it's like so i there was only one other person in and she's at the cash and there's a line and it was like a, a pretty old lady like i'd say late 70s or something and she's trying to buy bread and it's taking forever she's like oh i'll have this maybe the spelt oh no no the multigrain i guess and i was just like <laughs> uh just waiting it went on for so long and then and then so uh then they get it and it's now we're not doing cash anymore right so so then uh <laughs> then they bring the machine out and the lady's like puts her thing in and, and they're they're waiting and she's like I it doesn't work and then they're like okay well let me reset it for you they reset it for her she's like it, it's not working and this happens like a four times and they're just like and, and they're like oh is that a credit card not debit and she's like oh yeah so like well okay let's do this and then she tries again it's like it's not working and then i i was just like i'll pay for her <laughs> and then because and then, and she couldn't figure it out and then, and it wouldn't take cash and the lady was like what oh no no don't do that i'm like no no i ma'am i'm happy to pay and and really want to be like i'll give you a 20 dollar bill to leave the store now <laughs> like just, <laughs> it's taking so long and and then uh and, and it's funny because yeah it was a bit self-serving but it was also like the, the cashiers when they left they were like thank you because there was like a lineup outside right and it was just taking forever for the lady who can't use the tap function on a machine because oh it's too uh, she probably died she probably died of a uh, embarrassment you know what i mean <laughs> like no well more likely that it would be covid19 wow. oh god <laughs> uh, that's too soon <laughs> although not when this episode is released then it'll be in the past um yeah, that's a slam. okay yeah I, I realized my bow slams were on the false start that we had before, so I needed to get one in. <laughs> All right. Speaking of false starts, uh, that was a long preamble to get to the topic of the week. And if you recall the way the show works now, um, Random Topic Generator has been retired. And the three of us, uh, each week, we one of the th- uh, three brings a topic to the table. The other two do not know what it is. And then we discuss it. And we decide if it's good, if it's bad, or if it's bullshit. This week, the, the topic bringer is Bo Schwartz. But he, he has a weird way of getting the topics delivered to him. Yeah, it's going to get the bird to deliver it. All right, Here all comes. right. Here comes. Oh. Uh, sound crunchy. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, here I got the topic. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, also, because I was thinking of something that happened to me this morning, uh, I was sweeping the stairs and I found a dead young bird, like a baby bird, just on the step. <clears throat> it was. It made me sad. I just thought of it. Oh well. It's, uh, um, so, anyways, podcast. You're listening light. to it. It's exciting. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Made me uh, contemplate my own mortality. Okay. Anyway, so today's, podcast. Today's topic. Today's topic is gaming streaming services. Are they good, bad, or bullshit? Gaming streaming services. Like NVIDIA GeForce Now. Streaming the gaming. Let me let me describe it a bit because that's what we do in case in order to encapsulate it, I have a specific idea. So there's this new technology in the world. It's like Netflix, but for video games, and it's not it's not that you download the video game and watch it for, for, or play it from your computer, but you stream it, you play it on a remote comp- computer and stream it to your own computer. So, for example, Mike, one of the hosts of this fine podcast, has been playing uh, through inv- video games of the current generation on a laptop that would not run any of these games uh, through a streaming service. And this is new technology, and it's actually very controversial technology. Because a lot of the hardcore gaming elite like to have everything on their own machines. And the idea of streaming introduces a lot of problems that's, that degrades the experience, the pure experience that they love so much. So within the industry, at the very least, it's very controversial. But it's, I think a lot of people play games and a lot of people aren't decided on it. I know when I first heard about it, I was skeptical and hated it. And then having tried it and having had a friend use it, which I'm interested in hearing... Your thoughts, Mike? Crofton, too. This is sounding like an infomercial. 
sure yeah i'm i'm uh-huh. I'm definitely on board i think it's great but you you've used it so i'd love to hear what you say but that's essentially what it is like this technology is just in its infancy in 10 years from now you could be leveraging the processing power of just a supercomputer by plugging in remotely and that client to server communication is like instantaneous because it's all on the same local network so like video games can just expand in a way that we can't right now so anyways that's the topic it's the, the streaming of video games do you think it's the only, good or do you think ol- it's bad the only thing that i'm like i'm like so yes i've i'm a good example because well i'm a good example of one end of the spectrum it's sort of a good counter because like when you bring this up i'm like okay well what's to discuss this is good okay end of story uh because uh, and, and why it's controversial is, is interesting to me. Like, why would anyone not want to do this thing? So, yes, the example, I have a garbage computer and I've not wanted to invest in, you know, and we, we it's it's interesting because you and I, you you guys and I used to play video games together online years and years ago when I had a decent gaming computer. Uh, and I haven't played, I haven't had a gaming computer. And we were talking about like, oh, what should I do if we want it during this whole pandemic thing? Like, let's play together online. What's the best way? And it's like, okay, I got to buy like an Xbox or a PlayStation. It's like $500 or like all these things. You got to get a console. And I was like, oh, but I don't really want a console or a new, uh, you know, a desktop gaming system. I don't want to take up this space in my house, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then out of the sky drops one of these things where I have to do nothing and in a super short amount of time for a very low cost, I can just play games. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this is an absolute no-brainer. It solved my problem in like five seconds. And uh, and it's great. Like it works. And uh, I feel like if you're – it's like anything. If you're someone who is like a um, – you know – like, like just like some people, like, for example, if you're a car person, you know, like a person who you want like a certain type of car and you baby that car and shine it up and you love your car. That's, that's, that's fine. And other people, it's like, look, it's a thing that gets me from A to B. I need to do the thing. So I just have some car and it's dirty. I've never washed it and it's full of garbage on the inside, whatever. So that's like me with gaming, right? Like I'd like to game, uh, but I don't need, you know, a shiny sports car, you know, but I think if you're a hardcore gamer, and you want the like best performance, the crispest graphics, you want no lag or latency, blah, blah, blah. You want to house all that stuff in your own system. I understand that. But like it's it's just like it's just you're the car guy of games. Yeah, but it's almost like they're going to be – if like the streaming service is as crisp and as sharp, then those people will be – they'll be the dinosaur relics just like some – in other areas yeah, of interest, right? Like, so – I'll, I'll just jump in here real quick, and I know that we're focusing on games, and uh, like I mean, I'm sure that there's ways of streaming different applications, um, other than you know, other than games. I I get the the concept of saying like it's the Netflix it, in the sense that it's the the streaming model, like um, is like Netflix, but Netflix where you pay a membership and you get all this content. These models generally are a bit different no, depending the, the on what the model's vi- not the same, no, for sure. Yeah, like you might buy a game and then you're able because you own the license to play that game to to you're you're able to oh, stream. Oh no, no, it. it costs money to actually GeForce Now is six or seven bucks a month after the initial well, trial period. Okay, so you have you have that, and that's on GeForce, and then Google Stadia works works completely right. differently and like i think it's its own stadia but, ecosystem all of that i find very interesting and as somebody who's big into sort of virtual reality which is also sort of fledgling technology i i find it's always interesting to see this stuff grow that that said i think some of the the some of the counterpoint to this comes from the uh the the deep rooted sense um that people want to have of ownership right like of owning something when i when in around you know 2004 or so when the 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 massive multiplayer games were becoming big where you would pay a monthly membership cost um and it, to access a game and if you stop paying that cost you wouldn't have access to that game anymore people were very frustrated because a, lo- a lot of people were frustrated because they were used to having this thing this thing that they could have at home this thing that that they could access at all times this thing that didn't necessarily require an internet connection at all times to you know to um 
uh, to have. So now we've sort of like gone, you know, even further, that seems like old times. And we're at a point now where it's like, if you wanted to play a single player game using this service, uh, you would be playing it off a computer somewhere else. You would have to be obviously connected to the internet to do it, which is less of an issue now for most people than it than it was then. Although there's plenty of people that have rural internet and that that aren't able as much to to access this stuff, and and it isn't it isn't quite there yet. Um, but the other the other thing is that like everything you do uh, in terms of a play game player is now uh, shared information. Your data uh, is now available. Um, uh, because it's, it's happening on a computer, all the gameplay decisions you make. And I know that doesn't seem much, but there's people that, that are chatting in game, using in game, uh, chats, having conversations. In terms of big data, you're now creating a bigger data footprint, whereas you're no, you're no longer off the grid. Like if I have my PlayStation and I don't have an internet account connected to it and I'm just playing a game in it, well, like any decision I make or anything, made in there it may get tracked on the device but it's not being shared with everyone and the last the last sort of counterpoint i think i would i would highlight is there and i don't know the answer to this so i'll, I'll just say that right off is what is the power usage and the greenhouse gas implication to this type of movement and it could be for the better but i think right now it is for the ill where there's these giant um computer farms and server farms and all this that are using a tremendous amount of resources uh that are more so than than what you would say at home and stuff so these are some counterpoints that people would bring up in in terms of talking about this sort of stuff yeah i mean and i I know very little about about that exactly like what the ecological footprint is basically and the resource expenditure to maintain such services it's uh, i'm the only one who hasn't used it uh, hasn't used a similar service of the three of us and so i'm in in many ways the least well informed to be able to talk about it but i will say that it does scratch me a little bit the wrong way where i'm just like oh man this feels weird like it feels like you know it maybe it's good for certain folks but it, it it's leading down a slippery slope because like game preservation is already a huge issue. Um, as games move more and more online, it's getting difficult, more and more difficult to preserve. A lot of these things are getting lost. And I just, I just wonder like this is either going to help with game preservation, which is possible, or it's going to make it, you know, even worse where people don't have copies at home. They're trusting these giant corporations with this sort of intellectual I mean, property. It, and then, it they, then they that, may get lost. It impacts that interest group, but I mean, you know, that's why there are pinball machine collectors. Like, there's no pinballs saved around. It's very hard to find pinball. Yeah, machines. like, like I, I mean, I think that that, that um, I, again, I come back to my analogy of like the 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 car guy, but but or maybe a better way to frame it is more around other types of of consumable content, like. Uh, similarly, like, so for example, like some people love, you know, vinyl and they have music, these massive vinyl collections of, of music. Now, and it's like, okay, you, you like a certain kind of thing or someone who has a CD collection or, or like someone who is crazy and likes cassette tapes and has a big collection of them. That all seems insane to me. Like I am the type of person, like I would like to just hear the song and I don't really care about like, high fidelity sound some people do that's fine and you want to have the the player i also don't want to store that shit in my house like i my my preference is to have my living space be as minimalist as possible and like when when streaming services came along like netflix and that kind of stuff to be like i don't have to have dvds and shit in my house anymore like good riddance get that crap out of here it collects dust and if i want to watch a thing i go on the internet and it's there and i'm like and so i i just think that for for like they'll they'll always be those types of gamers who are like I want you know I got the old classic system I'm you're keeping all the games it's part of a collection thing that's great I think that's awesome if you if you're an enthusiast and that's what you want same for the vinyl music collectors or or people who have old laser disc for movies and stuff like that there all kinds of stuff and I'm like I don't care I'm like I'm interested in in, the, in accessing the content at a very fairly superficial level whether it be movies music or video games and this is a super convenient way to do that and and I think that there are a lot of people who are like me and are just like ah, I'm interested in the content and that's it and other people who are that's their 
you know, that's their thing. They love it. And they want the, the, the paraphernalia around it. They want it in high fidelity. They want it in its original format. And I was like, there's room for that too. So I, I, I think both can fit together. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I'm more of a romanticist with regards to video games and, and that therefore like the, the, the movement to, to put it all, to get it all out of our houses and to put it all online and, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I can appreciate some of it, but other, I, I like di- having digital versions and I've, I've shifted to digital versions of a lot of content, but, but there's, there's bits and pieces that, of like a movement like this, the digital streaming thing that would take, that would accelerate the process and make everything like this and, and put it all in the hands of these companies in the way that Spotify has my music by the balls and Netflix has my, my video stuff by the balls. Like they can put together yeah, a composite balls. No free balls. What's There's only one thing left. There's only one thing that's free and, and these video services may grab it. And so like, the thing the thing is is that um when you own the content or like you have have a system with a hard drive or something that that has it on there then you can have sort of these experiences that aren't that that may reflect who you are and that aren't owned by these corporations and i i give you two examples um and these are more outliers and i understand that it's not necessarily a a way to say that something is good, bad, or bullshit. But um, so there's this story. I may have even told it on this show before. I, I read it; it struck with me. You know, when you play racing video games, if if you do the time trial, you can you can um, if you do a really good job, your car becomes the ghost car, right? That that um, and then you, then you play it again, uh, and you're a, trying it's to a beat. marker for your next right. attempt to beat. Gotcha. Exactly. Then you play the time trial again, and you're like trying to race the ghost card. You you know like that's the best time, right? And so there's this story. There was this story about this guy whose father died, and him and he, him and his dad would race against each other, and. Um, they they would always set the ghost car back and forth and back and forth. And then his dad set the ghost car so, so well that he couldn't, he couldn't beat the ghost car. And then his dad died and um, he forgot about the video game console and it was there in his house and this. And then at one point he digs it up and he starts playing it. And sure enough, the ghost car is on there and it's his dad. Like it's his dad's ghost oh, car. Oh, wow. And, and so – he tries racing against his his dad's ghost, and um, you know it's a really good time. Takes him forever, and then he's about to beat it finally, and then he hits the brakes and lets the ghost win because he knows that as soon as he beats it, it's going to replace it forever, right? And, and that that's that vestige of his father is gone. Now to that story, I would add the compliment of my daughter's Animal Crossing Island, which is crazy. Um, and like she has made so many choices and so much that reflects to her five-year-old self. Like she's opened stores on the beach. She's created like, like all sorts of little spots. She's terraformed it. She's like, it's, it's crazy to see what she does every day. Um, and I own that and that's sort of my thing. And I can go back to my daughter's Animal Crossing Island. But if it was only available, via streaming service or whatever, we were still playing the same game and doing the same thing, but it was streamed. There's no, like, at one point it could be gone very easily. Any of this data could be gone because it's at the whims of these giant corporations. And why would they keep servers up for things that are being unused? Whereas if it's in your house, you know, at one point you dig it up, you're like, hey, let's check out so-and-so's Animal Crossing Island from when they were a kid. Oh man, this is crazy, you know? like, And you go back, it becomes a time capsule. Is that a good reason to to say that these streaming services are not good no not necessarily but it's 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 a it's sort of like a, a positive for physical media and having these physical things because you can protect them or maintain them uh, in a way that I wouldn't necessarily trust a giant corporation to. Whereas with, for music and Netflix, that's not a video. That's not really – unless you were big into playlists, maybe maybe it would be something that you would be concerned about. But for me, for me, there's less of that creative outlet. And I think at games like Minecraft as well, I don't play that. But like people probably have created incredible things in Minecraft. If the only way you could play it was through these streaming services, then – then you're giving all this content or making all this content available to these big 
companies and uh and yeah like there there's a loss that, there, there may be a loss there or a risk there that's all a I'm, I'm I mean, it's, all you wanted to say. It's, <laughs> as as, as devil's uh, advocate, devil's well, advocate. It's sort of. A, I mean, it's like I, I, I really I enjoy the story. Of the guy with his father and your daughter. When they're both great stories. As as it pertains to this sort of topic, I feel like and I'm not trying to be dismissed. Like I feel like dismissing them out of hand, not because they're not great stories about meaningful things, because they are, but just in the sense that like. I don't see the difference. So it's like if you save a game, if you're playing a game, you can save a game, right? So you have that that save thing in its state that you've created it. Uh, and if that lives on a server somewhere, uh, then I think basically any company, if, if you want to keep paying your five bucks a month, will leave that there for fucking ever if you give them the money versus like a hard drive. Because like like I have similar types, types of things. Like I've mentioned the show before. I used to do a lot of uh, a lot of writing and uh, i had a computer that that uh, i had a whole shitty novel that i wrote on a hard drive on that computer that computer one day decided to be dead and never work again and there's no way to recover that novel not that you know that's probably just as well for for the world uh, but, <laughs> but but the point is like that hard drive is corrupted it right. is Arma gone. And then so the thing is, so for me to be like, okay, I have this important thing on on something that frankly is like hard drives and things I do not believe are meant to stand no. up too long. Like they're magnetically, you know, unstable. And and I think frankly, if the thing exists digitally uh, somewhere that can be transferred around and yes, like, I mean, look, I don't love big companies controlling all this stuff, but like it's all kind of going that way anyways and and i mean a lot of this stuff is transient or experiential mostly right like i mean when you're playing a game or watching a movie you're watching it you're playing it and once you're not doing that thing you're like okay uh is it a permanent thing i mean you you would always have the memory of playing games with your father or your daughter and that's that's different than the experience of doing it one is a nostalgic trip, and I'm just saying you probably, if you wanted to maintain that save game, could go back to it in 20 years. Uh, so, like, I, it's not like, I mean, your point is there could be situations where they're like, look, we're discontinuing the service, all save games are gone, and you lose it. Yeah, just to be clear, my point – my point is, and, and and like I, while I recognize most games are transient experiences, a lot of them um, reflect choices you make, be it in building a character or building a world in Minecraft. And there are other games like that where they're like uh, borderline creation tools. And uh, um, I, my thing is, is I look at what's happened with music, and I look at what happened has happened with Netflix. Is this service, this service that allows you to stream these games? And and access them at home, uh, and and uh, like on on toasters or pieces of crap computers or whatever, uh, are those good? I think in many ways they provide access to so many people that might not otherwise have access, and I think there's a lot of positive there. I'm just saying, like as that as that ramps up and takes over, for me, looking at the slippery slope effect, I just see it as as um, you know, there may be a few people, like you say, the the car people for computers that have that they have their home setup, but then it wipes it out with everyone else. It changes the whole way things work, and it puts everything in the hands of these big companies, like we had with music and we have with Netflix. And it does that through making things convenient, through all the positive things that we can say about it. Like, there's tons of positive things you can say about it, but in the end, it's like, let's put all the eggs into this company, you know, into this company's basket. They control our data. And for me, it's just, I'm more sensitive on the video game side because I see these experiences that resonate with me personally more than like what movies are accessible or what's, music is accessible and all that because i see stuff that you can create and build and all of that and now now we're giving it to to them and right now you have the choice you can do it this way or you can do it that way but i could see in not too long it'd be like the only way to play this game is it's a google stadia exclusive you've got to be on it all the stuff is on it if your account is canceled then you have this long before we wipe your entire world or whatever uh to keep you 
stuck in their ecosystem, you know, because you, I mean, you're like, I'm not, I'm not playing that anymore, but I don't want them to wipe my world. So I'm going to keep paying them, you know, same. It's already this, like, it's already the same. Like you always, you guys will mention like, something, oh, it's a PS4 exclusive or whatever. So it's like, you can't play the game unless you buy that system or Nintendo. So it's like, that's already true. Uh, a lot of content is locked in to where you can play it. And that's true of these streaming services too. You can't play all games. Some distributors won't allow it to be on there. So it's like, okay, whatever. And, and, and in terms of like, again, I come back to the whole, like, yeah, I don't like big companies controlling all this stuff, but I'm like, I think it's a false belief to assume that that was ever not the case. Like, like video games and movies and, and music are all big business enterprises. This is, this is not something like a corporations control our water, you know, or something fundamental for, for human beings. Like we're, we're consuming products that are fundamentally created by giant corporations like Viacom or whatever that owns like all these all this like supply chain of creative content. And it's not like it was like some person in their basement labored away and created some creative genius. Like that might've happened a little bit, but mostly they go through the chains of like content. You're muted Croft. And I know you're going to jump in there. Um, But I I was just going to say that that's in the video game world. That is more the, the garage developer is more of a presence than, than they are practically anywhere else. Maybe, maybe the garage band or something like that, but like there, you know, Stardew Valley, one of the biggest games in terms of a, a player base in the, in the world, just a farming simulator made by one guy at home. Right. And it's just for, for me, that's, there's still a lot of that happens. Yes, there's the triple A's owned by the major companies and all of this. And you are absolutely right that they, they have their exclusives. But, but once you buy their system and you buy their exclusive, then you have it borderline forever until things conk out. Whereas if you're locked into some sort of membership thing, especially if you're creating something within the game, like Sony recently released this, this game called dreams, which allows you to make all these sort of things like uh, um, worlds games within games and all of that sort of stuff. Now, if you, if like you could not have a copy of the the dreams and content that you're creating and that it was locked behind a membership and that if you cancel that membership, they'll say, well, you got 90 days before we wipe it all. For me, that is just, it's just not, I like, it's not a, a positive thing. I do get, I'm not naive. I get the corporations are involved in everything. I'm just saying that for, for, I see the, the easiness of this system and the the fact that it works and that you guys are espousing it like to me the future is this stuff like it's going to go in this direction and then is that a net positive overall or not and I think there's a lot of positive to it, but I am concerned about a few of these things. And that's I mean, what I'm I can definitely envision the things that you said happening, you know, and everything you brought up as a concern is legit. Um, with the exception of the, the server level thing I think is a concern, like the, the resources, but I think it extends beyond gaming, like to you, what is it like 40,000 hours of new video or created every minute or something like that? Like there's some insanely staggering yeah. number of new video minutes every second on YouTube. And it's just, it's content is it staggering, but you it, a million, million lifetimes to watch all the video on there now. And we're still putting more on. Um, so, you know, but, but I still, yeah, the, the ecological argument thing, I'm like, again, we don't know those things, but like, I still think like all the stuff going digital. Yes. It lives on big farms and they consume a lot of, but I'm like, is that worse than, than plastic? Like, you know, they have all the CD. No, but it doesn't or, have to be. No, no, but 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 it doesn't have to be because now we're digitally downloading things. But I just mean like th- since things have become more digital or accessible right. online, I feel like that's a net positive for the environment in terms of like there used to be like a factory that produced plastic cases to hold your fucking CDs, and if all those never exist again, that's good. <laughs> and I'm right. like, I'm like, yes, there's a digital thing, but I'm like, I compare it to all that. I mean, this is a fossil fuel being made into a piece of plastics to con- convey your thing. It's not necessary, and and we can get renewable energy sources. Like, like we need to solve it. Like, this is a it's a bigger issue. The energy solving problem uh, is is one that's beyond one one component of of, of no of course yeah. i triage those things apart because yeah. i've been or uh, because i've been on um on digital purchases for years like through steam and even like on the switch like i buy most of my games digitally i i then have them on the system now i know steam like it's a licensing thing i i get i get some of that stuff but on um 
you know, a lot of a lot of them I'm buying, and then I have the copy as long as it's on the hard drive of the thing or whatever. It's, it's fine. I'm I'm not gate gate kept. So when I'm talking about energy usage, what I'm meaning is like the energy. I'm I'm not talking about the, the the cost of the development of plastic and all this, which is still a big thing. And you're right, should be noted. But I'm talking more about like if occasional power gamers have souped up rigs. Um, but most people are running sort of standard stuff or regular like PlayStations. Is that more energy or less energy efficient than having these mega hubs that are draining big time? And I don't know the answer, uh, but but I know that it's been brought up before that some of these things are, are pretty energy intensive. Just because I've been the negative guy, I just want to say real quick here yeah. that I, I do think that um, like having played a game with – with you guys and I was the one not on it and you guys were, and it was working perfectly and that it, that it's lower the bear. I know Mike's got a 10 year old toaster Mac computer and that, that we're, we're able to do this. Like it's a borderline miracle to me, you know, like I, well, when we're doing it, I'm like, this is insane. Like, yeah. how can this happen? He's playing like this game at full settings or whatever on some, like, like the, like the convenience factor alone um, and the fact that, oh, I could maybe, you know, you could play these crazy things on your phone. You could do like it, it, it is, it feels like the future is in your hand. So, so I'm bringing out all these counterpoints because these are the things I worry about when progress happens, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't recognize that it's pretty no, damn no, you're cool. Like, you're like stretching it out. It's like you put on a new pair of pants and you're, yeah, you're seeing, you know, where it fits by looking at all this reasoning that you've done. Um, but yeah, it is, it is, I honestly, it was like a Hail Mary when we were setting it up. I'm like, for sure this is going to fail. And I was pleasantly surprised to find that it didn't. And it's, it somewhat turned me into a convert because it just, I just, there's a lot of skepticism. There's a meme video of someone's playing a streaming service on Google Stadia where they press the space bar. And then like three seconds later, the character jumped and it kept doing that. Right. And it's like, you know, the, it was a, when it was first coming out in early 2019, that talk of this was making the rounds, there was a lot of lampooning, and I, I was incredulous as well. And and now that we're on the other side of actually doing some experiments, but like not a lot of people are doing this, Mike. Like You are someone that's on the cutting edge, like cutting edge of gamers. <laughs> that's not like, true. No, no, you are, like because most of the people that are you know wa- flag-waving about being elite are people that have like super machines and have spent, te- you know, three to six thousand dollars maybe more on equipment to you know and they're invested in that world and they're they're the ones yelling loudly like no this way of life is the way of life for us um because you know it's that sunk cost theory or whatever you know what i mean like they're they're invested in it but it just took you are the cutting edge you are the future of gaming you're literally on the razor's edge doing what you're doing uh, and i know you don't think of yourself that way but i don't think that many people are using streaming services non-ironically or in a testing way like we're seriously using the service and that's really impressive to me i mean i think it's also gonna resonate with people like I'm me who ma- heads. well that, of a different that's a different oh, edge cross is showing off his vr headset I'm on the razor's edge, Bo. It's a different the razor's edge. edge. They'll be streaming game like he's more edge than you because they'll be streaming VR store headset. Like this gaming technology at some point, you can strap oh, man, that thing true. on your head and it's not just gaming. You can go to your doctor's office on your VR machine. He'll be on the VR and he'll ask you what's wrong and then he'll he'll tell you if you need to come in or not, but he'll diagnose you through some weird doctor and patient app that you can have that is streamed. You don't even have to download it to your VR headset. You just put it on and say, doctor, and the doctor appears, and it's like, you'll be here in five minutes. Your appointment's at two. So you hang out in the VR room and read a virtual magazine. <laughs> and, and, and then when you're done, you'd have your doctor's appointment. Like, this is bigger than just gaming. If we can stream a modifiable video in such a way, there are so many applications that are going to come out of this. I mean, you yeah, can... And it, and- it's kind of funny your story about like the hardcore types with the big sunk costs like poo-pooing this because yeah. technology if there's any lesson to be learned about technology it's like it's something being like like someone putting a view be like oh look at the lag on this this is a horrible it will never work and i'm like that is like a clip of you looking like a fool in like yeah. 10 minutes because technology yeah. moves faster and faster and faster it's kind of like someone who originally saw 
a video game in the 1980s and was like, oh, look at that. Two two lines going back and forth hitting the ball. This will never be anything. What and about the people trying to make airplanes before, well, any before one worked? Right. But 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 <laughs> the point is all this stuff is accelerating. Like it is an upward – technology is a, is a hockey stick curve that is going faster and faster. And so like anyone who thinks some new emerging technology is like not perfect now and poo-pooing it in favor of uh, something that they are just familiar with and are essentially like the old guard of a certain way of doing things, they're just making themselves – you're guaranteed to look yeah. kind of dumb. Well, I now, I am, VR had, well, I am, VR had a pretty long nuclear winter. I, there was a point where we thought it was never going to come back. But look, but look where it is. And again, so the thing is, it's just like things have a time life and a timeline, and they're harder, less hard, or harder to develop. Things like streaming and bandwidth and stuff is that like five G is coming all, online. Like it, things are things are just of going. Course. So it's kind of like I mean, it's like you pick your your thing to be, and I'm I'm known kind of colloquially among us is a big luddite uh but I, but i'm kind of like because I'm, I'm mostly it's that i'm mostly not invested in any kind of technology it just like, i don't touch really your life care. in any way like, like, no, you're like, like oh so, i hear about it but it doesn't touch your activities but also like yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not I'm a luddite in that i don't care much one way or another like i use technology I'm like blah, blah, blah. i i don't i'm not like uh i'm not an in the know person but like when something comes along and it's like, oh, this is good and works better. Sure, I'll use it like anybody else. I mean, it's the same. It's like, you know, you can just envision the old computer being like, nothing will ever be DOS. You just need to know how to hit commands. And it's like Windows comes along. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, DOS I is stupid. I was super like, resistant to Windows. I was too. I was, <laughs> I've been I was down also, this road. That's why yeah. I'm learning. It's like, I, you I, know going to change. I agree with Mike. What he's saying is 100% correct that like when you talk about technology you know like and and some of the concerns i've voiced on this show this episode may age incredibly poorly for me because we may look back at it and be like oh yeah none of this is really anything to worry about what i will say though is, is we have talked on this show about things like smartphones and other big advances that didn't exist and people's enamor like thinking of the 80s is a, a as like a nostalgia rose tinted glasses before the internet, before a lot of this stuff. And, and I do think that when technology jumps forward and it will, it will always do that, that it, doesn't always mean a hundred percent of everything is better. And uh, for 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 me in in this case, like uh, I'm just looking at as somebody that has been very attached to video games for many years of his life and is attached to many parts of it. I I think that you know, like it's great, it's great. All of this will be better, more convenient. Get more people into it. I I think I just you know I have these reservations based on losing some of the way things were in the same way that that, um, that when we t- Bo was mentioning DOS, DOS to Windows. Uh, and hopefully it'll just be something I, I look back on nostalgically and I'm like, I went on DOS the other day and was like, oh yeah, I remember all this, but it's clearly not nearly as good as what we have now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm moved on from a lot. Like I get the digital version of almost everything. Well, yeah, no, I do. I, I, like, I, there is the collector's mentality I still have in the box, the box art. Yeah. But, like, you know, but, and, and, and as time is gone and we've moved away from this, like, and I, you know, like, I used to love it when I would open a game and inside there was a nice map and like an, and, and a color manual and all of this. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm nostalgic for all that. I was actually talking to my wife about like, I could dig up a lot of these maps and like, perhaps we could do like some sort of art project with it or whatever uh, for the basement. Cause I got literally, as you can see, nothing on the walls here. And um but but yeah no I definitely like that stuff but that stuff's been gone for years now with some exception like a CD Project Red or whatever mostly you get you get a plastic thing if you buy the physical version you open it it's nothing except a disc in it 
and that's it. And th- and that disc is going to be a pain in the ass to take in and out because you're sitting on your couch and you could have just downloaded the digital version. So I am I'm very much moved on to digital and 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 rarely buy the physical version. And I recognize that that this streaming will be the next step. And I will likely get on board. Like like for me, this I have a good computer right now. As soon as this computer pooches out, and and knowing my luck with computers, that'll probably be tomorrow. Um, then, then I will, I will be looking to get something that I'm just using the streaming service because I value that convenience, but part of me is sad too. And, and, and that's, you know, that's just par for the course, I guess. I, I guess I was thinking earlier when you were talking about some of these, you know, things that, that, that are sort of nostalgic or thinking back and, and I know this, this probably won't resonate with you, but I'd be becoming increasingly kind of like this. It's like almost like that. Uh, it's like that, you know, like the Buddhist philosophy of impermanence. And it's like, I'm really realizing that stuff just, it doesn't, first of all, it's not really what, what, what matters if something gives you an experience that's what's the essence of the thing whether it be a game or a book or whatever you read it pass it on play it okay it doesn't the holding on to it it's like it's it's also guaranteed to not last you know like that's a truth about the world um and and so i think that all those things but oh this thing is now permanent or i I don't want to let it go and it's like probably is it let it go. You know, it's, it's actually better, you know, be like, it was an experience and just let it flow away. You know, nothing lasts anyways. Um, so I, I just think of it as like, you know what, these are better. Something like streaming gaming is a better medium to just provide the experience and that's it. And then, you know, enjoy, enjoy playing games with your friends online. It's a, a fun experience. You're enjoying it in the moment. It's there when you want it. It's not, taking up energy from you of like storing the things or like organizing your collection of stuff or whatever. It's just pure experience. And then, and then it's just gone. And then for me, that is an appealing thing. Some people it might not be, uh, but, but uh, I mean, I'm pretty close to, well, I, I think it's clear what my verdict's Yeah. I think gonna we can be roll. I was just about to say before you started, I'm we're pretty much. Yeah. That was the last so bit I wanted anyone to. Anyone has any other impermanence. last bits they want to say before we go to verdicts. Crofton? No, I'm good. Uh, I talked a lot. Yeah, we're going to move into verdicts, uh, partially because it is hot, and (laughs) we need to move on. So here we go. Verdict time. Order in the court. All right, um... Oh, freaking loop. All right. So uh, let's see here. I think I'll go first. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's sure. It's going to be easy. Streaming services are good. (laughs) Super good. All right. um, They're great. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I'm having a sound problem. Um, So uh, I think they're good because my friend Mike can play video games and it's opened my eyes to the future of possibilities with this technology and i know that a lot of people are working on making it even better phil spencer's even you know racing with project x cloud to make it a thing stadia is there there's this thing called shadow tech that's only in europe right now but apparently is pretty decent so i'm i'm all on board good it's uh i'll, I'll go next so i think it's kind of clear what i'm going to say too and i'm actually curious where crofton's going to land being that he did the good job of playing devil's advocate on that on this which was which was needed uh it's funny to hear both say such an adamant good because i feel like it wasn't that long ago where no it wouldn't have been him, yeah because you probably remember yeah, I, it wouldn't I asked you guys about stadia because again i'm like have this crappy old computer and don't want to yeah. buy stuff and yeah. Bo was like that's gonna be trash and and then but you know what kudos to anyone who can just be you know what this is actually good so credit to you both uh but uh yeah so i'm obviously like i'm the perfect demographic for this i used to play games i don't want to have a big pc taking up a room in my house i just i don't want to it's just it's all it's been a totally great solution that allows me to play games without the investment upfront investment cost and i have a long uh, well uh, i used to have a long history with having consoles and i grew up playing video games love all that stuff but i'm like whatever this was the experience of that time it's gone i can look back on it with fondness it's that's it the new thing is like me sitting down streaming this on my on my whatever garbage computer i have 
I think that is great. And I think that it, you know, not to be like, you know, the bandy about it's like an overused term, the democratization of video games to be like, you have to be, you have to be able to afford a $6,000 like crazy gaming machine to play the cutting edge thing. That's kind of sucks. You know, like if you can buy like a shitty laptop secondhand and stream a good game so that you can play with your friends who do have those things, like that's awesome. So I mean, I see this as generally a whole positive. I do share some of the reservations Crofton said about like, you know, all these companies owning this and the data implications of this, but we're already in that brave new world, unfortunately. So I think this is, you know, it's, it's, it's one tiny component of a, of a, of a larger problem around data collection and everything being online and conglomeration of, 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 of corporate power. So I don't know that this is the straw that's going to break that camel, that camel's back. So I think that for the, for what it, what it does, I think it's great and um, I'm enjoying it. So good. Good. Yes. Sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Good. So uh, I agree with what Mike was saying about Bo. And I think it's interesting, which is that if we had drawn, if he was in my shoes, which is somebody who has never used it. Cause again, I mentioned to the listeners, I am the only one of the three of us that has not used one of these services. And, uh, and he's a convert based on having used it, but I'm not sure if he, if bike and I had been the ones who had used it and Bo hadn't, if he would have been converted to the same extent, like we would have had to work on him, I think. And I'm not sure that he would have. So they had to work on me this episode, uh, you know, to get, to get me convinced that this is a thing. And, and the thing that we didn't talk too, too much about was how this makes games and video gaming in general, technically more accessible to more people. And, I like that a lot. Like I, I like I like the fact that that what is an expensive hobby that is gate kept behind um, substantial hardware is now like those walls are coming down and allowing kind of anybody to get into it. And in the end, that's what's pushing my verdict because um, I'm still. I'm still cynical on a, a fair amount of stuff or skeptical. Maybe cynical is, is too hard to work. Still skeptical on a lot of stuff. People were really down on Stadia. And one of the reasons they're down on Stadia is because Stadia was its own ecosystem. So if you buy the Google Stadia version of a game, you can only play that game with other Google Stadia people. We enjoy this, the, the gaming streaming services because we use this NVIDIA one, which uh, the way it works is you can play with, you, you can buy a, a game on Steam or whatever. And if you're paying for the, the membership, you can play it with other people who may have it on their computer in their house. So it allows you to do that. Now, a lot of companies are pulling their games off this service, even though you have to buy their games to use it, right? So there's a lot of corporate jockeying going on. And in my mind, a lot of bullshit. But even with all my reservations that I mentioned on the show, even with all of that going on in the background, my recent experiences and being able to play with with my friends with low barrier of entry and thinking of the fact that so many people in maybe poorer areas will be able to play games that weren't able to play them before, I have to think that this is a net positive for everyone. So I'm going to say that my verdict on these game streaming platforms is good. Oh, press Perfect. that button. It's been pressed. You've got the trumpets. That's three goods for streaming gaming service. I'll be I'll just say I was literally on out, the razor's age. You left out ra- one important edge. detail about Google Stadia and why it's also shit. It, it says the worst named console in the history of console. Really? I hate Stadia? that fucking name. Oh my Stadia? Oh, it's what was the I don't even name. remember the Nvidia, NVIDIA one. NVIDIA it, it's called NVIDIA GeForce Now is a better name than Stadia because I NVIDIA know. I know what NVIDIA uh, is. Like do you GeForce think is that Xbox lot. is a good name? Like, I mean, yes. Just, Xbox and I don't it's mean stupid I, too. They're all like, stupid. The, I, I the station on which you play PlayStation. I don't mean it in a good I don't mean it's a good name in that I'm in love with it. I just mean it's a marketable name, Xbox. It sounds like Mountain Dew and Doritos, sounds, like it sounds dated. It sounds like the it sounds like the nineties. X 
like it's X Factor. Like it just sounds uh, so well, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's still miles better than Whatever. Stadia. Like I'm not <laughs> like, saying it's the best fine. name. I'm saying there's a tier, and there's a tier where things are really good, and then there's a place where they <laughs> bury corpses. The place under that. Is that's how good know. that name is? No, it's not so bad. You I think it's, no it's, it's You know what the best name is ever in video games? The Sega Dreamcast. Yes. To that's me, a good name. that's the best one. It casts your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's crazy. I like that one. But uh, but all right. Um, so I have to do the business. So yeah. if you have mm-hmm. opinions on on game streaming services you should uh, you should let us know and uh, if you've tried them uh, had a positive experience negative experience maybe you're living in a rural community and they don't even work for you and you want to let us know anything you have to say about that send an email goodbadbull at gmail.com uh, you can tweet at us we have a twitter account at goodbadbull um, and all our previous episodes minus the last, I don't know, seven or whatever, uh, are on our website at goodbadbull.com. You can go on there and uh, check them out. Like and subscribe on all your podcatchers. And if you want to do something, if you like the show, tell your friends. And uh, we always appreciate that. Um, word of mouth is is the best thing, uh, especially like you're at home. You, people want to listen to podcasts and there's not that many out there. That's one thing I know about podcasts. Nobody does them. Um, and uh, and finally, uh, we're all individuals of individual natures, and you can uh, follow us individually. I'm at Croft and Steers on the Twitter. Bo, where can people reach you? BoSchwartz.com. That's B-E-A-U-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z.com. You can find everything I'm up to in one place. There. Very, very classy. Michael. <laughs> Wow. Uh, not Where on can... the internet, but uh, maybe they can find me uh, playing some online streaming games now. But uh, I have no way to be reached, so sorry. You'll have, you'll have not that not out... anyone wants to reach me. So you'll have no to figure game. out which of the two identical usernames he has on Steam is his actual current account. <laughs> yeah, keep, people, keep people guessing, Bo. You couldn't change the name, so I at least knew which one was like in 2020 and one, which one was from 2013. Because <laughs> one time I had a Steam account, and then I was too lazy or dumb to find the password or reset it, so I made a new one. Because that's what uh, let I like myself to do. Since then? It, it should have been associated with your. Yeah, email. at one point, nine years ago, I was using like a Hotmail one, uh, and then it's kind of it still exists, but it's kind of like defunct. And sometimes I'll be like, "All oh, right, did I put that on the Hotmail thing?" Well, I was, I but, was, uh, you know, I sent you gifts to that old account, and they sat there for years. Oh yeah. Uh, so I think I, re- <laughs> I revoked them and gave them away as prizes, but they sat there for Not years. Good for you. Um, so years, I, year, like like seven years, I was, or like not seven, but maybe six or five. Like they sat there for yeah, it's very been a long time, time since I've Gentlemen, there is really, one. Yeah. Well, like Mike, go ahead. Like I'm oh, trying to lead say, into the end of the show. Oh yeah, go ahead, finish it up. What I don't know. What oh, oh, oh yeah, what I, I was just gonna say. Normally, this is the part where we try to like do something humorous and and then talk about it, and then I yell, you know, in the showbo or something like that. But um, the amount of effort that it's gonna take to do that is gonna impede our our ability to play this video game online which we're all planning on to doing afterwards so uh we're going to use these gaming streaming services like right after so i'm just going to say uh end the show bo Stone. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.